You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski with you this morning. And joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is John Daigle. Four for four and bet spurts. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. You can visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. And John, we're just talking about these Saturday games. And right now the Chiefs laying nine and a half in Vegas. Um, this is weird. We saw some line movement in this one. It went down to seven and a half. Now it's bet back up. Um, personally, I thought Stidham did a really good job. He was aggressive downfield, but I'm wondering, you know, if now that there's a little tape on him, will we see some regression or he does have quite a few weapons. I mean, with Adams and Waller and Renfro, um, you know, I kind of tend to lean Raiders in this one. I also am on a Jarek McKinnon receiving prop, but I'm curious what you have your eye on in this matchup. Stidham is the great wild card of Saturday because you're right, and I don't know why, but he was good. He was really good last week. Remember, he threw two touchdowns in eight games two years prior. And then against the best defense in the NFL, not only did Nick Bosa still make his case and put a stamp on Defensive Player of the Year, but Stidham also had an incredible game, eight and a half yards per attempt under pressure, five of eight on throws, 20 yards downfield. He led the league in depth to target. He came out there, knew he had one shot, and just started winging it everywhere. And as we know, the Chiefs are seventh in the league and the most 20-plus yard plays, explosive passes allowed. Also, the Chiefs just continue getting these big spreads, continue getting 30-point team totals from Vegas. And that makes sense because their offense gets there. But at the same time, they're 1-7-1 against the spread in their last nine games. So I don't have any amount of faith they're going to run away here. And although Jared Stidham could just turn back into a pumpkin here by Saturday, the fact is that I do think the total at least goes over because I don't have faith in the Chiefs offense, uh, Chiefs defense. So I would like to bet the over here. What about the battle for the AFC South on Saturday? We've got Tennessee and Jacksonville. This line has been heading south. Uh, Titans getting a little bit of support, which may be a surprise to some. Uh, currently, we have the Jaguars favored by six. It's a lower total 40. We were just talking about Derrick Henry and his strong history in the division uh, against the Jaguars. How are you attacking this one? And we're in unprecedented territory here since – the Titans basically gave themselves 14 days off 
in week 17. Like we've never seen that in the NFL before. And so now with a bye week, essentially at the end of the week with the Titans resting everyone against the Cowboys, I think that's what matters here most because it does look like they're going to get back a lot of starters in their secondary and in their front seven, Jeffrey Simmons, Amani Hooker, uh, the list goes on there. And more importantly, remember in this last matchup, yes, the Titans defense still held their own and they kept Travis Etienne in particular to only 32 yards rushing. But remember, Derrick Henry was well on his way to a massive game in that one. He had 11 carries for 96 yards in the first quarter, had that big 50-yard run, a three-yard touchdown. And then the Titans from the next three quarters on had four turnovers and it just caught up to them. And then Derrick Henry was held to 25 yards rushing in the second half. So given the rest and given that they're getting everyone back, I do think we'll see some fireworks here, but I agree. I actually like the Titans in this spot. Mm -hmm. I'm curious just your overall strategy for this final week because we've seen in you know the final two weeks of a regular season if you have a team that needs to win or is eliminated versus a team that has no playoff hopes the team that must win to make the playoffs is 37% ATS over the last 20 plus years and it just kind of shows that the public just wants to bet on that team that needs to win what is your overall strategy here do you go the other way? I will take motivation into account and very few incentives. I think incentives get a little bit overblown in week 18. It's the lowest hanging fruit, so people just grasp onto it. But at the same time, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of – I take it case by case. Like let's say the Lions and the Packers game on Sunday night, for example. Um, Right now, if you line shop around, I believe it's sitting at four and a half in most spots. And honestly, I don't even know if it gets – any lower than that it may get higher because people as we know if the rams beat the seahawks then the lions are eliminated from the playoffs and so i do wonder then if people if the rams take a 10 point lead let's say in the second half if people start jamming in money and of course it takes a lot more money to move a line like that but also as we know vegas will take what it wants and if people are just going to keep laying the points because the the lions are not in the playoffs anymore i think that's pretty absurd because the number's big Like, a Dan Campbell team isn't laying down for anyone. If they are no longer going to the playoffs, they will then spend their motivation and say, well, the Packers aren't going to the playoffs either, and instead fight on that lie and play to win in Sunday night. So I I like the Lions, for instance, so I'll back up there. But then again, I don't believe the teams like Brian Dable. We, we saw him rest the Bills starters with McDermott in week 18 every year. And so I don't believe him when he says the Giants starters are going to play. I don't necessarily believe that Tom Brady will play long. We've seen past years Brady come on the field and feed Gronk for incentives, feed Gio Bernard for an incentive. This year, Chris Godwin is 32 yards shy, I believe the number is, of his incentive. So I bet we see a couple drives to get his guys his, but no more than that. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're right. Low hanging fruit. It's like, that's become <laughs> yeah. the public play. Just go yeah. through those and bet all those prop bets. Um, the, the edge is completely gone. What, uh, what is your plan of attack? If any, with games that mean nothing like Houston and Indy, it's going to be a race of which team can lose more. Um, some of these other games where nothing's on the line, are you just steering clear Or are you taking unders on props, knowing that the ones aren't going to be out there the entire time? Uh, What's your approach there? I am steering clear. I think we are in unknown territory right now with the NFL because at the top-heavy quarterbacks, we have them for the next 20 years of our lives. But the bottom, it just seems like 
I've never seen worse quarterback play in my entire life. And so oh. whenever we're, we're whenever we're talking about the the Texans, let's say laying down for the Jeff Saturday Colts, it's I I don't believe that. I I really don't know if the Texans can like can't screw this up right because the Jeff Saturday Colts in only six games under him have allowed a twenty four point quarter last week against the Giants they allowed a of course that 33 point fourth quarter to the Cowboys they had a 39-3 lead at half that they blew to the Vikings like of course the Colts can screw this up they, they keep beating Zach Moss carries he's averaging five and a half yards per carry it doesn't matter because they're just not a good enough offense with Sam Ellinger and then I also know some very smart people got ahead of the Chargers line and betting the Broncos money line but I also don't know if I agree with that because how many times do we have to see the Broncos <laughs> Average the fewest points in the entire league, and nothing changes. They had those three drives against the Chiefs where they hung around and tied the game, being down 24-3. to Other than that, we haven't seen anything from Denver. So I'm just staying away from those situations, honestly. I do not want to touch them. What what about the ones that are super inflated? Like, if you look at the look-ahead, Philly, that's a 12-point move. Um, there was a 12-point move into Washington-Dallas. I know it goes through zero, but also a 12-point move compared to the look-ahead. Are you going to take the the value, uh, the side that has nothing to play for, going against a team that has a lot to play for? Uh, how are you doing those? If you can look around and find a 14 steal, and I think 14s are still out there, I do like the Giants because it is Brian Dable. It is coach of the year, and rightfully so. And even with backups – I don't know if they just go away knowing that they can throw some stuff at the wall and figure out a game plan for the next week. I'm excited to bet with the Giants in the wild card round, pending how their seed shakes out. But for the Eagles, it's Mm -hmm. also interesting because if they were full health, I think I would take the big number here, knowing we're probably getting the Giants backups. But at the same time, this Lane Johnson injury continues looming. It's the dark cloud here. Uh, Because historically, without Lane Johnson, the Eagles have been pressuring over 40% of their dropbacks. They're averaging less than seven yards per attempt. That's why I think even... Gardner Minshew had those three turnovers against the Cowboys, but he was able to move the ball 350 yards, a team, the Cowboys, who are also sort of falling apart at the end here. But the Saints matchup was completely different for Minshew. And not only was it the defensive scheme that changed he had to play against, I really do attribute that to just Lane Johnson being absent. Johnson, of course, who won't be in this game. So that's those are situations where the number I do stay away from. Um, and yes, 14 is probably where I bend the knee and take those points instead, knowing the caveat on the other side of the ball. Well, I'm glad we brought this up. You can still find a 14 on BetMGM, but there's also a theory that maybe the Giants may look to play some of their guys because there is some history here. The Eagles tanked against Washington a few years ago, and it cost the Giants a playoff spot. So I don't know if I believe this, but there's some talk that they might want to get revenge and cost the Eagles that number one seed. So again, it's just a little theory that's been floated out there, but Dayball has also said, listen, we can rest after the season. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a chance that there are some starters that play, which would say, you know, it's also not a lock that hurts plays. I mean, I think he will, but we don't know for sure yet. Very true. And, of course, with the number one seed in the balance, maybe so. I've, I've heard some people say that as well. So I'm not sure. I still lean towards them not playing, but I guess it wouldn't be shocking. We've, we've seen crazier things in Week 18. <laughs> uh what what about some uh some games with their side total props that we have uh that we have not addressed that you have circled we already talked about how i like the lines number though i'd wait on it i think mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure who wins between the game, but I'm waiting to see one Najee Harris props because it's a really good spot here for at least the Steelers' ground game. They've been asking Kenny Pickett to do much less since their bye, have a top six run play rate, top six in rushing touchdowns since they returned from their bye in week 10. And I know the commanders did not have success against Cleveland's front seven last week. But prior to that, remember, Joe Mixon over 100 yards. Ravens combined for over eight yards per carry against them. And then both Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill totaled 120 yards and two touchdowns. So it is a good matchup for a team that's going to run the ball. Najee Harris is top five in EPA per play success rate as well since they returned from their bye in week 10. I'm assuming because he gave his foot injury time to heal. So they are a very good running team right now. So yeah, I want, I want to look at Najee Harris props when they release. I also... I'm going to keep an eye on Sam Howe passing yards because oh, remember, yes. we are just a year away, two years away from Sam Howe being the Ruber number one overall pick. And I understand he failed quite far in the draft, but finished his career with 92 passing touchdowns, which was the most ever by an ACC player in three or fewer seasons. And that includes Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, who had 90. Also, there are certain metrics that tend to be sticky from college quarterbacks to the NFL, turnovers, rushing yards, and another big one is completion rate on third downs, like how you fare on money downs. And remember, in his last year, Sam Howell lost Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Diami Brown, Daz Newsome, and say anything you want about the latter two, but they were NFL receivers. They were drafted at least on day two and three. And he still managed in his final year losing that NFL talent to complete 70% of his passes for eight touchdowns and no interceptions on third down. The Cowboys defense we mentioned earlier is falling apart because they're just banged up in the secondary this time of year. And so I do think Sam Howe can get some explosive plays off and have success. So I will be looking at Howe props as well. I am mm. so glad you brought this up because I'm here in Washington. And also, you got to factor in the Sam Howell. Like, you know, this is the first time he's coming in. They don't have a lot of tape on him. And Done. It, it, everyone here in Washington where I am has been wanting Sam Howell for a long time. So I think there's going to be a little bit of boost there. I also think, John, that the market overreacted here. I wish I got the seven and a half on the commanders is at seven now, but this was only like four and a half, five when we thought it was Carson once. Like, are you serious? So would you also take a look at, you know, just betting the commanders on the spread? Unfortunately, the number may be a little too short now to your point. Yes. Seven and a half was a good number earlier in the week. I don't think I yeah. would bet the commanders on the spread now, but if they were to win what like literally outright at this time of the year, <laughs> would it shock me? Not really, honestly, not really, because their commander's front seven, although they have struggled in stopping quarterbacks when, in the last few months that they've had two or three tough matchups, right now at least their front seven is still adding pressures, and Dak Prescott has been a turnover machine. So, yeah, may, maybe it's a long shot we pick here, but either way, I do think they have a lot more success, maybe even a team total, than others do. What do you think is going to be the price for a Nathan Peterman interception? It's got to be minus 300. We've okay, seen 200 go... this year. Like Fields was 200 at a point this year. He's way worse. It throws more picks. Is 300 too much? Maybe not too much. Uh, I was going to say minus 180, but that's very conservative. So minus 300, yeah. the aggressive one. Sure. <laughs> we've seen it before. That's fine. And obviously, the Bears, that's one of those situations where you can't trust either, although you would lean um, just 
obviously not going with them right now because that's a team that even you know early in the week says Justin Fields isn't playing. That's a team that with a defense since they traded Roquan mm-hmm. Smith and Robert Quinn have absolutely fallen apart. Yes, go against the Bears this week. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. That was John Daigle, four for four, and Bet Spurts joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. And yeah, I could see Ron Rivera actually wanting to win that game. It seems like something he'd want to do. We're talking week 18 NFL line movement next on the BetQL Network.